don't just talk about fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but take part ourselves. Yes. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. Yes. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. And today we have a very special interview. Well, not quite an interview. A yes, an interview, mm-hmm. but the hardest core kind of interview, Ross. Oh, what do you call that? A pull interview. A Paul interview. Some, you're interviewing inter- someone named Paul? No, no, you're We've close. done that. Have we? Yeah. Who? Paul the who? Society. Oh, of course. <laughs> also known as Peter. A Paul interview is when you hook someone up to a polygraph. And they're eating polenta? <laughs> if you want. And then you ask them the deepest questions of their soul. Now, I know what you're thinking, Ross. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that our last episode? No, because you know what? I don't interview you. I just gab with you. Right. We're old buds, like Shoot whatevs, right? Mm-hmm. But this time, guess who? Hoon ein interviewn. I'm guessing someone fancy with all this buildup. It is someone fancy, Ross. It is someone who I would call both a friend and our mutual idol, I'm looking over on your bookshelf, and I'm seeing some books. Is it maybe an author? It is an author of <laughs> an embarrassing number of books you have, right there. I don't know. If I look at your <laughs> shelf, I see, let's see, Helter Skelter, Under the Banner of Heaven. Oh, I see a John Ronson book, another John Ronson book. Uh, I see a George Burns book, another John Ronson book, and a John Ronson book. Well, someone's a fan. But then immediately you get to a book put out by the fundamentalist LDS church, and then you're like, what the heck is wrong with this person? If you didn't listen to this podcast, that would seem out of place. Yeah, it's true. I Actually, I had a, an ex-boyfriend who you knew a while ago. Uh, Craig, I guess it's oh, his yeah. name, Craig, and he once told me, you know, if I just saw you sitting around reading the books you read, I would think you were a completely yeah. different person <laughs> than you are. It's true. Anyway, yes, John Ronson. Yeah, uh, wow. I know. Who's a friend of ours? Well, he's a friend of mine. Have you even met, have you ever met John? Not, not in person. Oh no. my goodness! Well, he's a fan of our show. Yeah. Well, I'm so honored. I know. And he wrote "The Men Who Stare at Goats." Right. He wrote "Frank," which just became a film. The psychopath test. The psychopath test, big bestseller. And certainly right up our alley in terms of the subjects he looks into. Yes, he loves like fringe groups. There's a book called "Them." that he wrote where he just infiltrates fringe groups that's amazing really good everyone should read every single one of his books except for clubbed class because he hates it if our listeners were to say oh i want to read a john ronson book which one would you recommend they start with (sighs) actually good question and this is not a common answer to that question but my first choice would be lost at sea which is actually a collection of his shorter writings mostly for the guardian but i think it's just the best volume of a whole bunch of different stuff pulled together you heard it here yes you did all right so you paul interviewed him i pull interviewed him and this was long before i was subjected to the voice polygraph this was may ross and we're recording this in october and you met up in six months ago oh wait no i can do this five months ago (laughs) well done and uh, my parents were not math teachers you met up in uh, san francisco san francisco okay this city that never hippie polygraphs hippie town yes it is i can say that because i come from santa cruz and also it is the once home of charles manson 
Oh, yeah, you went to visit there, didn't you? Yeah, I did, and no one knew what it was, or there was, like, no indication that... Like, you met Manson a you met a barista or something who didn't even know yes, who although, Charles Manson was. in his defense, he was, like, 18. Okay. But, yeah, I said, he was right mm. across the street from the old Manson house, and I was like, do people come here to see the Manson house? And he's like, the what? And then, like, Charles Manson, <laughs> he lived across the street, and he said, oh, I'm not very social. I don't know people around here. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a little sad. A little sad. The 18-year-old doesn't know his, his, his serial murders. See, that's how you get new serial murderer people, because then they find a flock of people who've never read up on the previous generation. And then that's their following. <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, all the people who don't read stuff from the 70s. <laughs> that's right. They're doomed to repeat history. Anyway, so... I meet up with John Ronson. In person, in, in the flesh. In, his, in the flesh. Well, I think it was in the flesh. Maybe it was some sort of spirit John Ronson. I don't know. Now you got me freaked out. I mentioned John Ronson to one of my coworkers who said it sounded like a fake name. Really? Like, oh, John Ronson, like Harvey Menfringenson. <laughs> <laughs> like your made-up boyfriend name? Uh, yeah. What's his name? John. John. John, John Ron. Ronson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But no, he's real. And we took the voice polygraph. Yes, before even you, Ross, but we did it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You did it right, which uh-huh. is to figure out a good way to actually test it by saying Lying. some things that aren't true. But I remember having the thoughts okay. that I had at the time. You sound a little William Shatner there. <laughs> um, I remember having the thoughts at the time. It's very hard for a girl to do William Shatner. I feel very well, awkward just did like, trying to do that. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. So say you do lie. You do well, lie. you kind of encountered this one flaw in the system, right? So let's say you do lie about something, mm-hmm. and then the polygrapher says you told the truth, and you're like, no, no, I lied. Well, I don't <laughs> know if you lied. You know, I'm still like trusting you. Right. Whereas if you test things and you're like, hey, we agree to just tell the truth, I don't know, it seems a little cleaner somehow. Yeah. And we're just sort of like, you know, holding each other's feet to the fire. That's right. You're, you're always taking the person's word for it in the end, whether yeah. they were telling the truth or not. It's true. But I don't know. But some seem like more some... obvious blatant lies. Right. Like, and there's something just more convoluted about like, oh, I didn't lie, but that said I did lie. Right. But no, I'm telling you now that I did. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's murky territory. But the way you kind of fixed it was to tell me in advance, I will lie about two. Right. Where it, which is kind of like I hadn't really put that together in my head that that was one way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, But you guys had fun. We did. And so, Ross, you have not heard any of this audio. You're going to listen to it with our listeners. That's right. And then we'll come back with you guys every few minutes. Woohoo! All right. So, Ross, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's All right, hear it. Come meet me and John and the voice polygraph. So, John, you don't know what's going on. No. All I know is it involves a, poly- a polygraph. Yeah. Polygraph. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Polygraph. I suddenly had a sort of um, crisis of confidence about how to pronounce it. Well, I did last night. So, I was trying to figure out whether it's polygrapher or polygrapher, the person who administers uh. the polygraph test. Well, in any case, we're going to both be taking a polygraph test, and we have chosen the questions for each other to try to make each other into the worst human beings possible. Okay. (laughs) And is it, I mean, because we're not in the room with the polygrapher. Yeah. It's going to be over the telephone. So they look for micro tremors in our voices, which are supposed to be an indicator of lying. And supposedly, Uh. it's just as good as the one in the room. Really? They're both supposed to have 98% accuracy, which I doubt a little bit. My we'll voice see. my voice is kind of tremulous. 
Anyway, my well, voice is kind of, my voice is tremulous now, and I'm not lying about the tremulousness of my voice. That should be okay, because first they take a control sample, right? They have you say some things that they know are true, like your name. Okay. And then they compare, or the machine compares your other answers to that baseline. Yeah. Have so, you have you written any questions to me that could actually cause me serious trouble in the real world? I don't think so. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know the great human rights lawyer. Clive Stafford Smith mm-hmm. has taught me how to foil a, a polygraph. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will I? Will I tell you? Will I tell you now? I mean, I, I don't know whether to well, try and do it or not, or, or whether. So, what if you say? What if the question? This isn't the question, but let's say the question is: Have you ever fucked a guinea pig? Ah. And you say yes. I say no. Right. <laughs> but let's say that you haven't and you say yes to try to fool the machine and it says you weren't lying and then you say, ha ha, see, yeah, I you're fooled right. it. Then I'll be just think you fucked a guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, what I won't do is then I'll try and, I'll try and just like deal with the questions without using Clive Stafford's technique. And then well, maybe... I mean, feel free to do whatever you want. Okay. But, but at some point I should tell, I should tell you and... Well, I've, I've read a bit about this, listeners. too. Uh-huh. Um, and what I read basically said you try to fool the control questions first. Yes. Yeah. But you know how? I'll, I'll tell you now we're on the subject. Um, you, this is what Clive Stafford Smith told me. Clive is very anti-court sciences. Oh, okay. Well, Clive is very anti-courts. Uh-huh. He thinks, you know, there should be no criminal justice system. Um, but anyway, his way of, of fooling the, the polygraph, he says, is when you're asked the control question... You have to be thinking the most graphic sexual thoughts ah, yes. you can think. And that skews everything. And then think the same graphic sexual thoughts when you're being asked the actual questions. Oh, okay. And so you'll then... be thinking of guinea pigs the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you actually picked up on my, my secret shame. But it is interesting that basically most people basically just assume the polygraph works. And yeah. But most people who've studied it think that it's not reliable. Right. Okay, so well, who's, we'll who's the man on the end of the phone? And are you going to His be name? putting it on speakerphone? Yeah, so? I'll put him on speakerphone if he allows me. I don't know if that changes the reading for him at all. Mm. I haven't explained to him who we are or why the hell we're doing this. So he's gotten completely batshit questions right. and probably wonders what the hell is going on. His name is Wes. Okay, good. Yeah, great. Yeah, I've been doing this 10 years. I've never seen questions quite like this. Uh, I know you guys are kind of doing this for fun as an exploratory thing, but usually we'll do tests where someone is either trying to, uh, you know, to contact us because they're being wrongly accused of something. Whatever the situation is, there's usually stress associated with just with taking the test. So the sense of stress is primarily produced when the fight or flight kind of reaction comes to play in the body. The way that's produced is when there's a fear of discovery, fear of loss, fear of consequence, fear of retribution. Uh, so it's got to be questions where you've genuinely got something to lose if the if the true answer comes out. The stakes on our questions, you're saying, might be a little low. I'm very happy to ask if if Carrie has been unfaithful. Sure. <laughs> I assume he means to my boyfriend. Uh, nah, current boyfriend. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will call you right back with another number. Okay, great. Thanks, Wes. Right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Ross. John asks me questions first, so what do you think he asks me? Okay, well, clearly it sounds like he's getting ready to ask you if you have been unfaithful to your current boyfriend. Sure, that's one. Okay. What else? Hmm. 
Maybe he'll ask you if you have lied at all on our show. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Maybe he'll ask you if uh, you are really a natural blonde. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. No, I'm running out of things. Um, Sir, you know, you and John share a value of sensible questions, I'd say, okay. that I don't share. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what makes the show interesting. You never you never know what's coming from Carrie. Yeah, I'm trying to think of things that might You're actually, actually a good person, I think, to guess what John shows because I would never choose the thing John shows because they're boring, ordinary things a person might actually want to know. He might ask you if you've ever stolen anything. Okay, that's good. And I don't know, how many questions does he get to ask you? I, I think Wes gave him six. You can ask anywhere from like... Four to eleven, but your oh, wow. but your accuracy supposedly goes down the more you ask. So the later questions get less and less accurate. Why would that be? I don't know, but he said that the studies that have been done have been on the the ninety eight percent accuracy is on five question tests. And They've got to catch you when you're fresh and nervous. Yeah, and then if you do more than that, maybe the body acclimates. At some you're point. like, oh, this is comfortable. Yeah, I whatever. Do, I could do this yeah, all day. Yeah, fucking killed him. What do you? What do you? Uh, what do you care? Yeah, right. What do you care? All right. Well, let's see if you're right. Okay. So if you said to me, "Have you been unfaithful?" Right. And I have been unfaithful. Uh huh. But I don't want people to know that I've been unfaithful. You would say no. I'd say no. Correct. Okay. Hello? All right. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. So let's start off by asking uh, Carrie, let's ask you uh, to begin with uh, some questions to build a profile for you. So, okay. Uh, let's see here. How old are you? I'm 30. At any time in your life, have you ever been diagnosed with amnesia? No. Not that I remember. <laughs> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> I want you to know that I thought it, but didn't say it. <laughs> And then the last thing is to help make sure that our voices don't overlap one another. Just wait until I completely ask the question before you respond to it. So if I were to say, uh, on this question, please lie, have you ever been to Mars? Yes. <laughs> I'm starting to get nervous. All right, here we go. You ready? Yes. Is this the year 2014? Yes. On this question, please lie, does your house have a floor? No. Do you ever secretly eat meat or otherwise abuse animals? No. Are there 12 months in a year? Yes. Are you a sex pest? No. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What's that? Sex pest? I had to ask John what that meant. He texted all the questions to me. Uh-huh. And I, was, I, I read them and I was like, what is a sex pest? I don't know if I'm one. Yeah, it's right. like a sex pest. And um, yeah, apparently it means like someone who badgers you to have sex with them. I guess that's what it sounds like. It's a British thing. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> chip, chip. <laughs> All right. I can't believe I didn't think of the animal one. Obviously. I know. Uh, because I would have just never, ever suspected. But um, actually, I did hem and haw about how to answer it because they said, do you ever eat meat? I know the answer is no, but then he said, or otherwise abuse animals. And I was like, well, okay, so if like <laughs> there's leftover pizza with cheese on it and I eat it, mm-hmm. is that somehow, is that creeping up the supply and demand chain? I'm not sure. Oh, that hemming hawing nice, makes yeah. it look like you're lying. Yeah. No, I think that's true. One of the things John and I talked about is how having like a sort of thoughtful brooding personality could really screw you right. on these tests. Yeah, yeah. You, you've got to not only be telling the truth, but you've got to be just very... Yeah, uh, feel like you're telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, arms akimbo. you sort of like, whoa, right, exactly. <laughs> All right. 
Are you over the age of 18? Yes. Is there a darkness in your soul? Yes. Is there a darkness in your soul? Yeah. And you said yes. Yeah. Well, I felt like there's a darkness in everyone's soul, right? Well, then why you're would you even me ask a, the question? You're giving me a look like you're not sure. <laughs> I don't know. You don't feel like there's a darkness in your soul? I don't know. Not really. Mm. <laughs> well, now that we've established this. I don't feel like my soul is dark, but like a darkness, any darkness? A dark sure. passenger, would you say? Yes, I am possessed. Uh, you should a, have asked that. It's a Dexter thing. Oh, really? Yeah, I've he never refers, seen it. Uh, he refers to his desire to kill as his dark passenger. Jesus. <laughs> that just sounds like he's a racist writing a murder mystery in 1920. <laughs> you know, it didn't sound as stupid until I just said it right now. <laughs> On this question, please lie. Is this the month of May? No. Do you sometimes drink water? Yes. Do you ever hide your belief in the paranormal to avoid the wrath of skeptics, especially the Randy people? No. Do you sometimes watch TV? Yes. Do you find the skeptical community weird? Yes. Are there eight days in a week? No. Have you been faithful to your boyfriend? Yes. Do you speak English? Yes. All right. Yeah, one done, obviously. Any questions or anything so far? I should have asked if you've always been faithful because there's more chance that you'd be forced to lie or maybe you'd just tell the truth. Anyway, it's done. All right, you ready for the second test? Uh -huh. How old are you? Uh, 46. And uh, have you ever had amnesia? No. And, uh, any hearing impairments or hearing problems I should be made aware of? I'm sorry? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Am I the first person to have ever done that? Okay. I can hear a tremor in your voice there. I think I am the first person. <laughs> okay. So, Ross. Yes. What do you think I asked John? Um, oh, boy. Well, I probably something about his allegiance to Satan, knowing sure. you. Well, that's important information. If my friends are keeping Satan as their constant overlord and master, I think I should know that. Okay. Maybe you asked him if he's ever had to sleep his way into getting a book deal. <laughs> when you said that, I pictured him actually asleep, and I was like, how would that work? What and kind so of I sex pest are you? <laughs> I think it's because it's John. Oh, I think that would be his version of sleeping your way into a book deal, would be somehow <laughs> leveraging the act of falling asleep into getting a book sure. deal. Sure, okay. All right, anyway, go on. Let's see, maybe something to do with uh, bodily uh, functions or something. Okay. Yeah, maybe, good, some, maybe something good. about his uh, toilet hygiene or something. Ross, you're nearly on the money. What? You ready? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah, here's, here's some interesting questions. Uh, these kind of gave me a chuckle. So uh, the first one says, have you ever put anything other than a medical necessity in your butt? <laughs> I called it. Very good, Ross. All right. What do you think he said? Um, wait, put anything except for like a medical device in your butt. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna say no. Okay. <laughs> Have I ever put anything other than for a medical necessity in my butt? Yeah. Define necessity. <laughs> <laughs>
He's not supposed to repeat it. He's supposed to just quickly answer yes or no. Well, I, this is the first time he's hearing the questions. Oh, okay. So he's thinking about it for a second. Oh, yeah. sure. Okay. The first, as you may recall, the first time around, you get to kind of ponder for a second. Ru- and then you oh, take it two more times. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And and maybe this is why they want you to hear it in advance. Right. So you're not sitting there repeating it. Right. <laughs> Do I ever Have sleep I around with Jessica? Her. Yeah, exactly. Ah, hmm. Right. Question. Do you have a soda? <laughs> right. <laughs> Stalling for time. Um, like an enema. Oh, yes. Yes. So that, that question is, is good? Yes. Valid, okay. Your, your planned response would be yes? Yes. Wait, hold on. Let me clarify. I meant an enema is a medical necessity. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're so excited about it. I, oh, yes. Yes. Yes, I have inserted things that are not a, medi- Absolutely. a medical necessity. I'm so glad you got Into my rectum. Yes, directly in there. On to the next one. But then I had to go and clarify Oh, speaking of rectums, we had a listener write us Mm. and say uh, she had particular expertise in this area Mm. that the whole sphincter clenching thing. Oh, yes, that you mentioned in our previous previous episode, episode, right, is not to make you feel like stress and affect Mm -hmm. the test that way. A traditional polygraph, it pushes on your blood vessels and increases your blood pressure. Right, okay. So it's it has reliable... an effect on your pulse, but not... Right, and so it's still... Our blood pressure is different than pulse, isn't it? So I guess just your blood pressure. Right, and so that changes your your baseline, but not in the way I was suggesting. Got it. You uh, were thinking that would just hurt your butt. Yeah, make you uncomfortable. Sure. I think that's what I said. So we've all... So see, you now, were, are you... you clenching your butt now? No. Now I'm clenching my butt to see if it's uncomfortable. It's not uncomfortable. So you learned it here, folks. Clenching your butt does not make you uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, not uncomfortable. But it does take sort of, it takes a lot of your mental power. That's true. It is sure. sort of distracting because my butt just wants to let go right. at some point. It's like, Have I'm not pooping. What are going? you doing? I keep clenching it and then sort of forgetting and letting go and then re-clenching it. All right. So anyway, that's what I'll be doing for the rest of this episode. All right. All right. The rest of you, uh, please <laughs> play along. Hey, clench your sphincters <laughs> while listening. What do you call that thing that they do to you in in uh, spas, like annoying oh, new like age spas? Oh, like a bidet? Oh, the colonic irrigation? Yeah, colonic irrigation. That's not a medical necessity. You're right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you did that, Ross. I sure did. I took one for the team <laughs> I in guess, the butt. I guess John Ronson has also. Yeah, he's very excited to you say yes. You have so much in common. Yes. You yeah. cleaned out your colons. You have... Boring questions that uh-huh. have nothing to do with butts. Very straightforward. Uh-huh. You didn't ask me a single butt question. Neither of you did. Well, I didn't ask you any questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Well, actually, some, some would argue it is because uh, it cleanses the, the, the colon and, and for health purposes, which is kind of... Uh, but there's no, but there's no evidence that it really, that it really does anything. In fact, if anything, it could take away the... Um, yeah, the probiotics in your colon. Yeah, exactly. Or we could make it interesting say, aside from from colonic therapy. Well, there was a pencil. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know if a pencil's in your butt? I, sometimes when you're concentrating you're sure? on your work, you might inadvertently <laughs> put a pencil in your, up your ass. 
That's not beyond. Is that beyond okay. the bounds of possibility? What if we said, have you ever, have you ever... Intentionally in- for like sexual reasons. Yeah. Okay, ask that. Okay. Can we say, have you ever for sexual reasons put something in your butt? Are you still there, Wes? <laughs> <laughs> I love that he just waits. He's still on the line, Are right? Are you still there, Wes? <laughs> have you ever for sexual reasons put anything other than a me- medical necessity in your butt yes no I'm kidding no okay <laughs> <laughs> alright here's another interesting one is Satan your or- overlord and constant companion <laughs> no Was that question's okay though yeah alright oh so you came up with that wording for him I thought yes. it was just for me. I thought I was special. No way. The wording was given to me by my overlord and master, Miss Ella Poppy. Hello, Ella. That's I can my see, dog, everybody. I can see her from here. Yesterday, Ross, mm-hmm. I made breakfast. This is a real thought I had in my head. I made myself breakfast. I started giving Ella pieces of it. I realized I had eaten like two thirds of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's not fair. And then I. <laughs> Divided it so that she got half. When like that, she weighs much, much less than pounds, you. She's 10 pounds and I'm 132 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> but I was like, I, I just immediately thought like, well, that's not fair. That's how my brain works. Sure. All right. I don't need any clarifying with that question. <laughs> unlike, unlike the bad question, I'm constantly, constantly... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not sure if they're medical necessities. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and also, you know, your mind wanders. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're stimulating the creative process, is that a medical necessity? <laughs> so I'm glad we I'm glad we made that one okay. All right, number three says, do you think Alex Jones is insane? Do I think Alex Jones is insane? No. Uh, my, my final response is no. That's a good question. Yeah, because, you know, John has done a lot of work with Alex. Oh, has he really? Mm-hmm. Oh. A lot of fascinating work. And then he infiltrates Bohemian Grove oh, with right. Alex Jones. And Alex comes away saying that they've seen human sacrifice. And John's like, no, we didn't. It's a great story. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I want to read that one. We'll talk about it more at the end of this episode, John and I. All right. And then lastly, have you ever regretted having a child? This is a question that my friends gave me. I was staying with my friends, John and Allie, and I was like, what are some really hard-hitting questions? And they're like, well, is he a parent? And I said, yeah. And they were like, ask him if he regrets having his kids. It was like the first thing they thought of. And I thought like, oh, that's actually a hard question. Some people actually might be like, you know. But uh, I I could see if they had multiple children saying like, is Josie your favorite child? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actually, when I was preparing questions for you, there were at least two I dismissed because I was like, this will actually be awkward. I thought about asking you if you thought you were smarter than I am. And I went through all the possibilities of what happens with every answer. (laughs) I was like, I don't want any of this. (laughs) I I don't have an immediate answer for that. Uh, I I would say no. You would just, just hem and haw? I don't think I'm smarter than you. Is it a medical necessity? Oh. Oh, well, thanks. Ross, is it? <laughs> it is Ross. All right. All right. And then lastly, have you ever regretted having a child? No. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, you know, I mean, Jesus, you, you know, to kind of, you know, when things are really rough. I would think the, everyone's the moment, answer would be yes. The moment passes through your head. Sure. But it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't, it's not real. Okay. So what do I say to that? Yes or no? <laughs> I don't know. I would think, I, like, I would l- constantly regret it, so I don't know. 
No, no. Okay. No. No. Mm-hmm. But when everybody's yelling, yeah, sure, sure. You know. <laughs> I have a 16 and a 14 year old, and there's times I really regret. Oh, see, <laughs> right. there you go. We should make you take the test, Wes. Uh, yeah. I take that as a yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would think everybody at some point would be like, yeah, eh, maybe this was a bad idea. But I don't know. I'm also speaking from right. someone who doesn't want kids, so. My child certainly was not intended. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really think of a time I would have thought that thought. Oh, well, see, yeah, that's why you're a parent. See, I think that thought while watching other people's <laughs> videos of their kids. <laughs> so I mean, I've go. certainly been upset at my child. Oh, sure. But I don't think I've thought, but, you know, like, I wish I never had you. But, like, we have a friend, Zeke, who has an adorable little oh, girl named yeah. Sagan. Oh. Cutest little girl. Cute as a button. And... Sagan's videos are my favorite baby videos uh-huh. of all time. And still, around 2.50, I'm like, God, I'm glad I don't have kids. Because at that point, I'm just like, this is what you have to do all day. She's still talking about stripes and colors. Jesus <laughs> Christ, pick up a book, you dipshit. And yet you love having a dog around. She's perfect. Who never <laughs> progresses from that infantile Excuse state. Me? <laughs> she is very mature. She's almost eight. Fuck you. Yeah, can she name colors? No, but she knows the difference between squirrel and bird when you get her toys out. It's really sad. I'll see those Sagan videos and I'll take them to my uh, next door neighbor at work and uh-huh. be like, I know you don't know this person or her child, <laughs> but watch this video. <laughs> That's great. But she enjoys it. We'll put up a Sagan video with her mom's permission okay. on our page. Uh, it's My name is John Ronson and it's May the 6th, 2014. On this question, please lie. Does your house have a floor? No. Are there 14 months in a year? No. Have you ever, for sexual reasons, put anything other than a medical necessity in your butt? No. Is Satan your overlord and constant companion? No. On this question, please lie. Is this the month of May? No. Do you sometimes drink water? Yes. Do you think Alex Jones is insane? No. Have you ever regretted having a child? No. All right, not bad. Any questions so far? No, that's good. (laughs) All right, ready for uh, the second round? Yeah. It seems like uh, this tester that you guys had Mm -hmm. was a lot more willing to insert himself into the process. Mm. I mean, my guy told some stories, but it seems like this guy's a little more like eager to tell his side Yeah, he had a really good time. He was telling us all about like the history of polygraphy and how the process works. And he was really into like us sharing information and being journalists. Yeah, he had no problem with it. It was pretty cool. I didn't keep, we won't heal all of that today because some of it's redundant from our last episode, which people should listen to. But yeah, no, he was really cool. I like it. All right. Give me about uh, 20 minutes or so to get through both of your uh, cards and everything. And then I'll talk back and uh, send you guys an email. We'll go together and I'll explain how it works. I've got a question for you, Wes. What's the difference? Because obviously what this is, obviously what this is looking for is a guilty conscience, right? But what, so what's the difference between a guilty conscience and anxiety? Well, it's kind of a fine line, but essentially, like for example, if you're being accused of murder, there's going to be a lot of anxiety there because you're worried about false positives or being yeah. accused, wrongfully accused of something. Well, mm-hmm. sure. 
But me, both me and Carrie, you know, are anxious people anyway. So our anxiety levels are, are higher than normal people anyway. Do you think that's true? I was going to say, I like how he's uh, calling you out as being an, <laughs> an anxious person. Do you person. think I'm an anxious person? Do you? Do you? Come on, be honest. Do you really? Yes. Do you feel that way? He's no, a- you don't. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, actually, I've been told many times in my life, either, yeah, of course you're anxious or... No, that's crazy. You're the calmest person I know. But I think those are no. <laughs> I think those are two sides of the same coin. Okay. I think people who are really anxious, then when the shit hits the fan, we're like, guys, I've been preparing for this my whole life. Oh right. I've been running the zombie scenario over and over <laughs> no in, problem. in my head. Okay. We're on the Queen Mary, we're walking across a gangplank, there are ghosts around. I got this shit. Right. No problem. Oh my god, I lost my backpack. I'm gonna lose my shit. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I said to Carrie, you know, are you ever cruel to animals? It's like Carrie, as sort of an ethical and an anxious person, will start thinking about the kind of nuances of that question. Yeah, I started thinking like, oh, gosh, well, if I borrow someone's cream, is that being cruel to animals? I'm not and sure. And that's really important, yeah. right? Isn't that a kind of really important thing? Because it's like... If a, if, a, if a psychopath, if somebody who has like no empathy and no remorse is asked that question, you know, isn't, isn't this a test that, um, that uh, is prejudiced against overly ethical, anxious people? <laughs> because we're thinking too hard. Well, and that's, and that's part of the reason why I prefaced when I first called you guys that these tests are really designed for things like pre-employment where it's talking about things that really happened in your past as it relates to drug abuse, alcohol abuse. Do you think that's true? Do you think just like being thoughtful would skew your results? Well, I mean, depending on how they're reading them. But yeah, I think so. Because it shows hesitation, vacillation. Yeah, I would think so too. But I will say most of the time you're probably not asking your husband these sorts of vague questions. You probably are just saying, did you put your dick in her? Right. Or whatevs. But then, see, then if you put your dick under her armpit, what do you say? Well, it's not in. Exactly. So you start going through your head, well, it's not in. It's not in. Depends on what in is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) With something like murder, I totally get it. But even when you said like alcohol abuse, like, I mean, I don't drink. I don't have a drinking problem. But I can quite imagine somebody who's got a little bit of a drinking problem. It's like if you've got two people who have exactly the same drinking problem, one of them is really empathetic and anxious, and they're going to be thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, have I got a drinking problem? And then the other one, who's going to be much more sort of boorish and, you know, hooligan-y, (laughs) they're going to go, ah, I've not got a drinking problem. But actually, they drink exactly the same amount of alcohol. And maybe one's just oversimplifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's something like that for employment, pre-employment, they wouldn't necessarily ask that, but they would ask something like, have you ever had a DUI? Oh, right. Okay. okay. So you would try to ask the most, like, quantifiable questions. Yeah. yeah. Right. So actually, my cruelty to animal question to you isn't really that yeah, quantifiable. Yeah, good fucking job, John. <laughs> so we're being, like, nervous and defensive, trying to hide our, our feelings of guilt with comedy. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'd do that. <laughs> do you think i do that, Ross? Do you think I hide my feelings with comedy? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, good. Thank That's you. funny. I thought that the anxiety thing, you might say no, but I thought for sure you would say I hide my feelings with comedy, but look, it was flipped. 
I think you wear your emotions on your sleeve. Well, thank you. So when did you get your results? He calls us back and maybe like... Five, ten minutes, and in the interim, we These watched... These guys are fast. They are. And in the interim there, we watched that video on their website about how the techniques are done. Oh, right. Yeah. Speaking of which, we, we didn't mention this uh, last time. It should be fairly obvious, but it bears mentioning that, you know, if they are analyzing micro tremors, mm-hmm. like in the 8 to 12 hertz range, something mm-hmm. like that, and are saying that these are sub-audible, mm-hmm. this presents a real problem, especially if they're conducting this over the phone. Right. Phones tend to compress audio and take out, you know, unnecessary and ranges. And whole purpose is to get what is audible to the human ear. Right, exactly, exactly, yeah, so they're not going to waste bandwidth on that. So uh, the the likelihood that that is even there to analyze, mm-hmm. you know, ignoring the issue of whether it exists to begin with, right. is problematic, let us say. Yes, yes, and then uh, let's just remind people, or people who didn't hear the first episode, we're talking about a success rate of around 36%. <laughs> Literally every time they think you're lying, they should assume you're telling the truth and, and vice be, versa, and they would have better odds. They'd be almost... Like doubly effective. <laughs> it's amazing. Sounds like you're lying. At that least, means you're telling the truth. <laughs> At least in the um, Department of Defense study. Did you guys get the email? Oh, oh uh, let ah, me see. We're about to find out if we're liars. Yeah. No, we, we did three charts or three sets of tests. And usually the, the first test has a lot of stress, period. It's just because it's, it's the first test. Okay. Now, I don't know if you want to look at Carrie's or Sean's first. Or John's first. Uh, carries. Sure. Okay. The bottom line is that everything looked fine. Uh, where the little little bumps in the road were, on the third test, the first and second were fine, but on the third test, questions number four and number five did have deceptive indicators. Liar. So I had what inconclusive. What were you fibbing about? Well, wait. They were inconclusive because they went up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. But it was the questions about uh, whether I think skeptics are weird. Oh, and you said yes, but maybe you don't think they're weird. <laughs> yeah, very complex feelings. This is what I'm talking about. Weird. I mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. And also, why would I? Why would I lie about that? Like, that's the more awkward thing to say. That you think a whole group of people are weird. Yeah. Like, that's the thing you don't want to say, right? I don't know. Just weird doesn't seem like the right word choice. Well, that's John Ronson's fault. Jeez, that guy. I know, right? He needs to learn how to deal with words. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mr. I write Why is this best-selling author not giving me better questions? Oh, you've got the results right here. I do. Okay, so numbers four and five. Do you ever hide your belief in the paranormal to avoid the wrath of skeptics, especially the Randy people, which is a reference to James Randy, a magician? And I said no. And then do you find the skeptical community weird, which is a community around those claims? And I said yes. And you intended to be honest on both of those. Yeah. uh huh. So those came out inconclusive. Actually, twice, I think. They came out as non-deceptive, but once they came out as deceptive. Oh, I see. I secretly believe heartily in the paranormal, Mm -hmm. and I think the skeptical community is unweird. Those seem kind of... At odds? Yeah. Sure. Oh, well. Well, it's inconclusive. It's inconclusive. Who can say? I don't know what to conclude. So since the first two tests were fine, um, and the third test did have those indicators, we still would call it NDI or no deception indicators. 
Uh-huh. Okay. I've just looked at mine and you found deception on my on that question that worried me. <laughs> oh no. He failed Alex Jones? Yeah, well, again, inconclusive. We got a whole bunch of inconclusives that you didn't mm. get. No. But, no, mine were so conclusive. Yeah, no. Uh But he, he might possibly think Alex Jones is insane. Right. I I I couldn't fault him for that. I think it was just John thinking about it. I think that's not an easy question to answer. That he, vacillation comes across as microtremors. Right. Which may or may not be Yeah, maybe it does. I don't know. But yeah, we talked about that here. I would love to see what that guy was actually doing with the audio. My guy too. Yeah, I wonder if he just like pulls up Audition and looks at the waveform or if there's a special machine or what. But as we discussed earlier, it doesn't seem like they're just taking the easy out, which would be like, yeah, seems like he's telling the truth. I'm, oh, right. I'm going to say he passed. But they do, you know, they did talk about how they use their own ears as well. You know, that if you chirp a bunch of answers, if you're like, yes, no, yes. Oh, no, right, right. That they listen for that too. And that seems like, well, anybody could do that. But he passed the uh, Satan overlord and constant companion Satan question. Satan is not his overlord. But is apparently mine. Right, correct. So I'm skipping ahead. It was kind of funny because when I looked at the first chart, uh, test number one for question number one. That one had a lot of stress on it. Oh, really? About whether oh, about I... putting something in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to get you to say, Wes, is that I'm a really good person and John is a pile of shit. <laughs> okay, so he lied out of the gate, but then, or, you know, he had deceptive indicators. Yeah. But then he got good at lying. <laughs> Maybe. That's how I'm reading this. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, the idea is to take the average. Mm. But yeah, if you just calm down at some point. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? That's a really small average, isn't it? To just take three samples. <laughs> yeah, right. And just, and just best two out of three. Works for Rochambeau. <laughs> yeah, or flipping a coin. I, I didn't really think about it at the time, we're, but that's We're dealing not... with unreliable odds. Here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. None of this is giving me any confidence. Yeah, you just have like a tiebreaker round. It's like <laughs> you have a lightning for round. For something that is already just fraught with all kinds of perils. Yeah. All right, take care. You Thanks, too. Wes. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you much. Bye-bye. So, John, why are you such a lying sack of bones? Why would I? Why would I fail the sticking things up my butt? <laughs> and do I think Alex Jones insane? Because I've never stuck anything up my butt for sexual reasons, and I don't think Alex Jones is insane. Maybe, maybe it wasn't all the way up the butt. Maybe it was just in the crack. Yeah. And then you were like, is oh, that up that. the butt? Oh, see, there you are. So there's that. <laughs> no, I don't even, nothing even popped into my head when I was asked that question. Um, Alex Jones, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's crazy either. He seems to be sort of... Um, I think he's quite calculating. But you think he believes the things he says, yes? <sighs> I wouldn't, okay, I don't think he necessarily believes everything that he says. Oh, I think okay. he broadly. I think he broadly is the sort of person that he comes over as. Mm-hmm. However... Um, I think he will, okay, well, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, I, I infiltrated Bohemian Grove with right. Alex. Mm-hmm. That's in them, right? Yeah, that's in them. And he, we came away from it. You know, what we saw was, was pretty weird, this sort of weird ritual that they all get up to, mm-hmm. you know, where they throw this 
you know, papier mache effigy into the fiery belly of a giant stone owl. Anyway, um, Alex brought out this video afterwards saying, basically implying that, that we might well have witnessed actual human sacrifice. Right. And I said to him, oh, come on, Alex. You know? Right. And he basically said to me, I can't remember the exact words, and it's going back many years, but he basically said to me, you know, I know what my listeners want to hear. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, you know, I, I think he, he plays it up. So I think he broadly, but he's not like a liberal masquerading, right? As Alex Jones. Oh, sure, he's not Stephen Colbert. No, um, but I think he, but I think he plays it up. Okay, um, so in his mind, that might be sort of the lie that tells the greater truth. Yeah, so to speak. Okay. but he's also a real showman. I mean, he can turn on the craziness. Mm-hmm. You know that thing he did on Piers Morgan when he goes off in his mm-hmm. big rant on mm-hmm. Piers Morgan, um, and he does it again on a documentary that I saw, and it looks really fake to me. Mm. He's done it with me as well. He switches it on. Boy, in that Piers Morgan thing, it doesn't seem fake to me. But then I don't know, Alex. Yeah. I, it seems me, fake to me. It doesn't seem fake. I guess because although it's entertaining, he come, in that he really does come off as nuts. Uh-huh. So I would think that a person who knew anything about PR wouldn't intentionally do that. Mm. No, I think he... I think he no, I, 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 think he, I think he knows that it would like grab the headlines, get yeah. everybody talking. Yeah, okay. His fans love it. Yeah, well, undoubtedly that's true. I did have, the reason I saw that is that a friend posted it and was like, Alex Jones is telling the truth. Finally, someone is speaking truth to power. Wow. So, there you my go. friend Crystal. But I, don't think that, but I don't think Alex Jones is insane at all. I, I don't think that, not even for a second. Yet, the, the polygraph seemed to think that I, had, that I did think that. And to me, that was like a really easy question to right. to, to, to answer correctly. Well, you answered it correctly the second and third time. But not the first time. Not the first time. Well, but he said that's part of why they do it three times is because yeah. you can be nervous about the test and it just shows up. But I wonder whether it can tell the difference between guilt and anxiety. And then, yeah, nervousness. Nervousness. Yeah. Not so much nervous, just, you know, just sort of thinking too much, uh-huh. you know? Right, right. Yeah. Just doing things over in your mind. Exactly. Stewing things over, is that an expression? Yeah, I stew Stewing things over. Stewing it over? That yeah. doesn't seem right. You stew. You stew it and then you oh, yeah. think it over. Stewing it over you sounds like... You allow it to stew. Yeah. And then you think it Stewing over. Stewing it over you... sounds like you're making a soup and it's boiling over. Yeah. And anyway. You're keeping it from, yeah. Anyway, uh, I found that a very stressful morning. Yeah? Yeah. Wish well, we'd I'm glad gone we could the, provide uh, that for you. Wish we'd gone for the leeches instead. <laughs> Just as much bad stuff would come out, just in a different sense. Yeah. Uh. Well, thank you, John. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah. And that was my afternoon with John Ronson. Hey. In San Francisco. That's pretty in fun. In a hotel room. I'm envious. I like John Ronson. Yeah, he's great. And we learned that he is, well, we know John Ronson's big secret. Yeah, what's up? Well, have you been listening? He puts things in his butt on the reg. Um, Euler. You could be more excited, Ross. He puts things in his butt. He wow. He puts things in his butt on the regular. See, this is why <laughs> you're the... You, right. So we've learned that you eat your boogers. You love Satan. I believe in ghosts and love skeptics. And John puts things in his butt and thinks Alex Jones is crazy. <laughs> Very important groundbreaking <laughs> podcast. You've, you've learned some really life-changing things here. 
Well, thanks to John Ronson for being a, a part of our experiment. Yeah, we like and, John Ronson. Oh, he's the best. And you should go see his new film, Frank, which I think hits theaters very shortly. Oh, awesome. It has Maggie Gyllenhaal in it. It has Michael Fassbender in it. Bender, binder. It's got him. A guy with a paper mache head. What? It, yeah. It's got everything you could possibly what want. What I think of next? I know. And? And? You know what else people should do besides seeing Frank? Besides reading Lost at Sea? They should donate. Donate to us. At MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. Donate. Yeah, and then make sure to choose us as your favorite show. That's how we get the money. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's how that works. And they can see our photos by liking us on Facebook at Facebook.com like forward slash on Rock. on Facebook. Ask us questions. Comment on our pictures. Speaking of asking us questions, <gasps> we have an Ask Me Anything coming up. That's right. That's on Reddit. Yes. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. That's from Star Wars. Oh, okay. You wouldn't know... <laughs> You're Carrie. No, she she really gave me that look. All of you are like, uh, yeah, that's Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. But no, Carrie actually doesn't know what I was just talking about. Well, I've seen episode four. Yes. The end. I've No, I've seen half of episode five. It was and then in I episode asleep. four, that line. Okay. Well. Clearly paying attention. I was in eighth grade. I had a crush on Ryan Lockwood. I put my head on his shoulder. That's all I remember. Well, that's it for our show. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to John Ronson. Thank you to your cat. Thank you to your dog. Thank you to your pet dinosaur. Thank you to your sandbox. Thank you to your photograph frames. And last but not least, our producer and co-editor is Ian Ian Kramer. Kramer. And our theme music is written by Brian Brian Keith Keith Dalton. Dalton. And remember... Have you ever attended school? No. Uh, Yes. Okay, we'll ask that one again. Have you ever attended school? Yes. I'm Cameron Esposito, and each week I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Rhea Butcher. That's me. And Ricky Carmona. I am Ricky Carmona. We talk about action and sci-fi movies on a little show called Wham Bam Pow. You can find it on MaximumFun.org. It's amazing. Super fun. True that. Reviews, news, and Mm. stuff you can use. (laughs) 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 MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.